is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen along with you. Keeping kids safe is always a top priority for parents, but the holiday season often brings with it some additional hazards to be aware of. Here with more on all of this is Elizabeth Sapio, Pediatric Injury Prevention Coordinator for Upstate's Golisano Children's Hospital. Welcome, Liz. So the holidays can bring with them some hidden safety concerns when it comes to kids. Help us understand what those are. Sure, around the holidays, you know, we're going to parties and people are bringing food and we're having many festive times. And what happens sometimes is some of the food that might be in our home or the things that we might be cooking with could be dangerous to little children, whether that be a grape or a carrot or things that we might not be paying attention to when children are around and we're giving them snacks and keeping them happy amongst the dinner folks and the parties that are happening. So I just want to caution people about those choking hazards because this time of year it is a a larger risk for young children not just with food though with toys you know obviously this time of year people are purchasing toys and giving little children toys so I really recommend that when you're looking to purchase a toy for a child that you rec you look at the recommendations for age it's not just because the toy might developmentally be best for a four-year-old and up but it also might mean that there are pieces and small pieces within that toy that a little two one two-year-old could choke on and that's where we see most of our choking hazards getting getting let me just take a minute and sure. stop back to food. Mm-hmm. Are there also additional hazards around the fact that, as you said, that with parties, people put food out, mm-hmm. and even if the food is not necessarily intended for a small toddler or a small sure. child, the fact is, in as you mentioned, in the, in the context of a party and getting ready and all of that, yeah. you might be distracted and not realize that sure. the toddler is is creeping around creeping up to the table where there's where there are those as you said grapes or hard carrots or candies um and you know and that's exactly it you know i think we're so preoccupied this time of year and it's no intent that we're not trying to be thoughtful of our children but when you have a party or you're going to a party you're not familiar with the home maybe you're in and they've said bring your children well maybe the table that has all the food on it is low and you have a little climber that's gonna get up there and see that shiny candy or the you know whatever is up there they're they're curious at this age especially when they don't have the expressive communication skills that most toddlers don't so we want to be really conscientious of our environment when we go in with children how about food allergies i mean it also strikes me that again at this time of year if you're invited to some gathering and a Mm -hmm. party there may be things like dips or all Mm -hmm. kinds of things that a child might ordinarily be able to eat but you may not be aware that there are some potential for allergic reactions. So I caution, I think a lot of people nowadays, especially with children, for example, with peanut allergies, you find the parents are really proactive. They're very conscientious of those allergy schools have brought it to the forefront. So again, when you're going into a new environment, whether you're traveling on a plane or going somewhere, you want to be conscientious of what the plane might be handing out as snacks or where you might be going to the party and that might be offering. And just bringing your own snacks and bringing things that are more appropriate for you and your child that way you don't have the awkward situation of saying something like my child's hungry but they can't eat that (laughs) at least you know that you have an out you've got a little snack in your back pocket and you can help the child make sure they're fed (laughs) that's very good advice so getting back to the toys because obviously this is the season of Mm -hmm. toys not that that it isn't all year round but even more so right now how about in terms of purchasing and looking carefully at the toys you buy I mean a lot of our purchase purchasing these days is online absolutely and I guess the question is does that um, potential give us give us the potential for perhaps not 
realizing both in terms of age related Mm -hmm. you know what's appropriate age related but also in terms of what the potential ingredients are perhaps where it was made because Mm -hmm. as you know in recent years there's been some blowback about some toys imported from china having toxic Mm -hmm. lead paint right such so what in Mm -hmm. general advice generally you kind of alluded to would you give to parents in terms of the whole purchase and decision making process and then again after that, I want to talk about what happens, for example, on Christmas morning when everybody is tearing through <laughs> all of their Sure. Gifts. Well, first, to your first question, I think it's important to know that there are recall lists for toys, which is a number one, one of the most important things I think a parent or a buyer should look for. And you can go to the Safe Kids Worldwide website or upstate Golisano Children's Hospital slash Safe Kids, and we will have a list of recalled products up there. And it's important for parents to know, or family members, or people that are not used to buying for children. I think that that is a really important point. Aunts, uncles, cousins, people that maybe have never purchased for a young child are going out and thinking, oh, this is really cool. I would have liked this when I was a kid, but maybe not the most appropriate toy, or it's recalled for some reason. So checking on that is important. When you're purchasing online, there should be almost all Amazon or any of those. You'll see at the bottom product details. And you want to look at that list because that is the list, the drop down, that's going to have information about small parts or batteries or button batteries or things that are potential risk to your child. And number three, all toys have a recommended age. So you really do want to pay attention to that age recommendation. And again, if you're in a family with more than one child, Mm -hmm. you have a variety of ages and it's probably important important to realize that if your five, six, seven-year-old is opening a gift and you have a toddler running around, sure. they potentially have access to those small parts. And you're absolutely right. I have myself, personally, I have a 10 and a half and almost a six-year-old, but when they were younger, obviously, my five and a half-year-old and my newborn, I would go to the dollar store after Christmas or any of those Home Home Depot, any place that sells tubs, because that's the big time year to storage, clean out your home, New Year's resolution, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna clean out, we're right. going to do this, but what you find is great sales on great tubs and labeling things and putting them in tubs and really educating your children about why it's important you put your Legos in this tub because your two-year-old or your one-year-old that's toddling around it's easy for them to pick up those little things they're on the ground they see them quicker than we do you know so basically what you're saying is storing vigilance storage Storage. being aware Mm -hmm. at all times and as as I alluded to even on Christmas morning when everything's being torn and thrown everywhere (laughs) there needs to be vigilance especially I think with small so children. and I think also too if you're going to have toys that are going to be little and they're going to be under the tree and you are going to have potential risks you may want to say okay to your 10 year olds I'm going to have you open these toys first we're going to make sure everything's cleaned up and then have the little one I mean it's really just what fits your family but recognizing the risks is, is there is really part of prevention I agree if you're just joining us you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air I'm Linda Cohen along with child safety expert Liz Sapio and we're talking about how to keep your kids safe. Now, obviously the holidays are important, are a time with all these safety concerns, but there are other safety concerns on your list. Let's talk a little bit about car seats. Sure. What are the basic recommendations these days in Mm -hmm. terms of how long kids Mm -hmm. have to remain in car seats? I think there's a New York state law to that effect. Tell us about that. So one thing too, this time of year, the roads right now, thankfully, we're very fortunate to have nice clean roads, but especially when the winter time comes, one thing I want to caution is, is that when it comes to car seats, we bundle our children in all these warm clothing, their snowsuit, their, you know, and they're all bundled up and then we put them in their car 
car seat. And what happens is, is that when we put them in that car seat, we haven't adjusted or made the changes necessary to make sure they're fitted into that car seat appropriately. So one thing that's my biggest, I guess, uh, advice at this time of year, especially with all the travel and the cold weather, really be thoughtful about what clothing you're putting on your child. Because if your car seat is fitted correctly, that snowsuit and those clothings would be inappropriate at that moment. So in other words, what happens is if you have a puffy jacket, you got it. The seat is not the the, uh, the straps. straps are too loose, mm-hmm. and actually, there's been a lot of talk of late yes. that so loose that the child could still be catapulted out of the jacket, out of the the seat. So. What do you recommend not to put on a jacket and perhaps cover the child with a blanket? I would. Well, a few things you can do. Number one is is that, you know, warming up your car for just the minute or two that because cars heat up pretty fast and they're pretty warm. Just as in the summer, we worry about heat stroke with children and being in the car without air. In the winter with the heat on, it's going to provide the children with warmth. So A, yes, make sure that they're not in the um, stuffy clothes, but then you can bring something like a tight blanket you could tuck around their legs. With infants, you want to be really conscious because little ones are rear-facing. So we don't want anything like a big blanket or anything over them because we can't see them if they're rear-facing. So you don't want to risk the injury of any suffocation. So just be, be thoughtful about that. Maybe warm up the car. Give yourself an extra two minutes. I know that's hard. I'm a parent too, but sometimes that's the, the difference between life and death. Do we need to check our, seat, our seats? Yes. And do, if so, do we need to do so with a certified technician? First of all, what is a certified technician? So the uh, NISTA, the National Highway Transportation Safety Institute, uh, has a program along with Safe Kids, which is the, uh, the organization, the body that certifies car seat technicians. We here at Upstate now have six certified child passenger safety technicians. And in April, we'll be training another 15 to 20 more technicians. Wow. The goal being in the future, the very near future, that Upstate will be the first and only regional hospital that provides a fitting station for families in the community through the, all the counties that we serve here at Upstate. And will that be free of charge? That will families? be free of charge. Wow. So what happens is, is that, and that'll be in the future, like I said, we will certainly announce when this is something we're ready to roll out. But in the, in the meantime, here at Upstate, when a family comes to the hospital and say they've been in a motor vehicle crash, we recognize that car seat is it should be thrown out at that point it's not safe to reuse that car seat so at this point through the help of our services like child life and social work and other uh people that are trained here at upstate we then recognize well we need to help this family with a new car seat so a getting the proper car seat for the proper child fitting the proper way in the proper way in the car and then helping to make sure that car seat is properly installed but it's educating parents and caregivers because if I just put in your car seat, we know that you go home and grandma or someone else has maybe taken the child somewhere else. So we need to educate the parent and the caregiver so that they know how to properly install their car seat. And there is, is there a law right now in New York State in terms of for how long, at what ages kids sure. have to remain in car seats? We strongly recommend a few things, a rule of thumb. Keep your child rear facing, meaning that they're facing backwards as long as possible. And some people say, well, their little legs are scrunched. Research and crash tests have proven that they are safer rear-facing as long as possible. Number two, when you are forward-facing, do not change over into a booster seat or a high-back booster until at least the child is 4 or 40 pounds. But look at your car seat recommendations. A lot of them harness up to 65 pounds, which is 
the best practice. Number three, making sure that we don't have our children in the front seat. I can't stress enough that every single day I drive around, even in my daughter's own school, and I'm not saying that parents are not be, are being neglectful, but a child under the age of 13 should not be sitting in the front seat. We have airbags and other mechan- mechanisms in our car to provide safety to us as passengers, and a child that age is not capable physically of withstanding a crash that could uh, an airbag or other things that we might have. And I have parents say, well, I disabled the airbag. Well, you know, it's still a risk. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a very key point. Let's get to something. I just want to turn to something before we run out of time. What about issues of pet safety? I know. I mean, we have to be careful with our pets in terms Uh of their own safety. But there's also this issue of dog bites. And I think that people are very... um, aware of it, but yet maybe not know exactly what to do. Tell us what to do to well, protect our kids. we're fortunate here at Safe Kids and at the Upstate New York Safe Kids. We formed a relationship with Helping Hounds here in Syracuse. They place almost 1,200 dogs in adoptive homes with families. And through our research, we're recognizing that 77% of dog bites happen by the family dog. It isn't the strange dog you're walking down the street. It's your own dog in your home. But it's not always something that we recognize as, oh, this dog has never done this, so it'll never do this. A toddler that might be hugging and kissing a dog, that really is loving on a dog, could really potentially make your dog very scared. And they don't bite because they're mean, (laughs) they bite because they're scared. So recognizing the signs in a dog and helping a child understand what it is appropriate to do and not to do. Don't let a child near dog food. Don't take away toys. Making sure that you kiss the Don't take away the dog's toys. Toys, you got that. And be, be vigilant as a parent. That's incredibly good advice. What is Safe Kids Upstate New York Coalition? Safe Kids Upstate New York Coalition is the coalition here in Upstate New York. There's over 400 in the country and overseas. We are the local chapter. We are comprised of 38 community volunteers that meet on a quarterly basis. We're always looking for more members. If you'd like more information, you could go to our website. And if you look at upstate.edu, can you find, you said slash? You Galasano Children's Hospital, you'll see Safe Kids right over on the left. There's a drop down, and I always encourage people to call or contact me if you're interested in volunteering. Well, thank you so much for coming in with all this very valuable oh. information. These are things that you would think are common sense, but it's always important to get some, Good some a little bit of reminding. <laughs> thank you so much. You're My welcome. guest has been Elizabeth Sapio. She's Pediatric Injury Prevention Coordinator for Upstate's Golisano Children's Hospital. I'm Linda Cohen. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air.